is the Sideline Distant Podcast coming to you from Los Angeles, California, from my favorite broom closet. I'm Bradley Whitaker, talking all NFL today, an exciting week nine yesterday, bye week for my New England Patriots, but interesting stuff, great Sunday night football game last night, the Oakland Raiders, they did what I wasn't sure they could do, defeating the Denver Broncos. You know, heading into Sunday night, Oakland had won a lot of close games against a lot of really bad teams. You know, I still wasn't convinced. You know, I'm convinced on Derek Carr, don't get me wrong, and I'm certainly convinced on his offensive line. Carr's a great quarterback. He's probably the MVP so far this season. Uh, of course, that's probably Tom Brady's, if he's even remotely close at the end of the year with four or less games. But I'm impressed with Carr. I'm impressed with that offensive line. Uh, but I just, I didn't realize Oakland could play at the level they did last night. They've been a good road team this year, but last night was their first proven win at home. Carr was 20 of 31, 184 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, not an amazing game statistically, but he got the job done, made few mistakes. Uh, Latavius Murray, 114 yards. He had three touchdowns against that Denver defense. Incredible game. Uh, Oakland figured it out. They figured out that if you put an additional blocker up there, um, with their offensive line, I'm not sure this would work for every team in the NFL, but Oakland put an additional blocker on the offensive line, and that's why Murray ended up having a great game. They kept that balanced attack with Carr, and, you know, a lot of quick throws, a lot of slant routes. Uh, they spread it around with Cooper, Roberts, and Crabtree. Uh, the Raiders are a good football team, and they're fun to watch, too. Uh, I still have concern, have concern over that defense, however. Uh, you know, they held Denver to 20 points. They performed better than I thought they would. But Trevor Simeon isn't a top-tier quarterback. You know, when Pittsburgh's on, would uh, Oakland be capable of stopping them? When Pittsburgh's offense is on, they certainly weren't lot yesterday. But could Oakland stop them? Could they stop New England if they were on? I'm not sure. But, you know, we're going to find out a lot more about the Raiders. You know, we're going to see if they really are the real deal. They're 7-2 right now. Remaining schedule is the Texans, Panthers, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Colts, and Broncos. Now, Texans, you never know what you're going to get with them. Every once in a while, they, they have a great game. The Panthers, they've improved these last two games. That could be a tough matchup. Bills are never easy. This is a better Bills, Bills team. Great offense. Rex Ryan defense. Chiefs. Again, AFC West, best division in the NFL. Uh, you know, the Raiders are 7-2 and two in that division, but now they're going to have these division opponents still going forward. Chargers, you know, one of the best last-place teams in NFL history. Uh, the Colts, you know, they not a great defense, but offensive line is improving, learning to protect Andrew Luck. They look good against Green Bay. And then they have the Broncos again in Denver, which we all know is never an easy win. So, you know, the Raiders, if they can win most or all of those games, they still have to get through the New England Patriots in the playoffs. So I'm not sure if they're a Super Bowl contender just yet. Uh, that being said, they know how to win on the road. So if there's any team that can go into New England, or let's say Denver ends up with the number one seed at the end of the year like they did last year, uh, Oakland's a kind of team designed to win on the road. Uh, but we still have to see a lot more. Again, they beat up on, or didn't even beat up. They won a lot of close games against a lot of bad teams this year. But last night was impressive. They sent out a message. 
Now for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, I thought it was a trap game going into Cleveland. Cleveland's a team that still hasn't won this season, but they've lost a lot of close games. Uh, but yesterday was not a close game. We know Dallas's offense is great. You know, whether you think it's Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott or if it's that offensive line, and it's that offensive line. Uh, <clears throat> Romo obviously won't take over unless Dak loses a game or stumbles or get injured. Uh, but Dallas is going to be okay, whether it's Romo or Prescott out there. So I'm not going to talk about that as much as everybody wants to. I think it's Prescott's job at this point. You're kind of an idiot if you don't think that at this point. Romo, I'm sure, believes it. Uh, but what I'm most impressed with Dallas is their defense is surprisingly underrated and consistent. In five of their last six games, they've held opponents under 20 points. They won all those games, and the one game they didn't hold them under 20 points was 23 points against Philadelphia in overtime. And the Cowboys have a much friendlier schedule than the Oakland Raiders do. You know, if we're talking about these dark horse candidates for making the Super Bowl, it's going to be very difficult for the Raiders to make the Super Bowl with the Patriots, with the Broncos potentially bouncing back. The Chiefs are a great team. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for the Raiders. That being said, the Cowboys, they got the Steelers, Ravens, Redskins at home, Vikings, Giants, Bucks, Lions, and Eagles left. Some tough games in there, but, you know, the Steelers, that should be a, a win next week. You know, we didn't see much from them. They, they haven't been consistent at all. Lost three straight. Uh, Ravens. Uh, Ravens, underrated defense. Cowboys should be able to beat them. They should be able to beat the Redskins at home. Vikings are stumbling. They lost two tackles. They are not the same team anymore. Uh, Giants, Bucks. You know, one of those games could be a loss. Same with the Lions and the Eagles. But I really like Dallas. They have a solid schedule the rest of the way. And you know, even you know, if they make it to the NFC and they get the number one seed and have home field advantage, who is who is the other team that's going to beat them? Seattle on the road. Seattle might not be able to beat them. Atlanta. Atlanta is also a different team on the road. If the Cowboys can clinch that number one seed, they have a fairly easy path to the Super Bowl for. You know, what looked to be a tough NFC conference going into the season. Now it's like the Cowboys are the consistent team out there that everyone strives to be. And then there's everyone else in the NFC. It's odd. Nobody saw it coming. This was always the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFC. You know, just when you think they were good, they would stumble late in the season or injury, the injury bug would affect them. They've slowly built this team up over the last few years. Great offensive line. Young, talented defense that's surprisingly consistent. Again, five of their last six games, the Dallas Cowboys defense have held their opponents under 20 points. You take that offensive line with uh, Zeke and Prescott, or hell, Tony Romo, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. It's not as big of a deal as we make it out to be because they're both great. Um, I think Prescott fits... Prescott fits that offense a little bit better, but if that defense can keep playing the way they are, it's it's going to be a very difficult for a lot of these NFC teams to beat them. Uh, we'll see how they match up if they do make the Super Bowl, but that's a conversation for another day. Now moving on from the most competitive division in the NFC to the most dysfunctional in the AFC. You know, gone are the days of the AFC North being one of the best divisions in the NFL. And I don't know if you saw the Pittsburgh Steelers who were, again, a Super Bowl favorite from 
a lot of experts heading into the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the clunker they put up against the Baltimore Ravens. They were on the road. It's never easy to win a division game on the road. I don't care who you're playing, even if it's Cleveland. But coming off of a bye week, the Steelers should have won that game. And if you haven't had the chance to see Chris Boswell and his onside kick at the end of the game, please stop what you're doing and look it up right now. Uh, it is the most embarrassing onside kick ever in the NFL, perhaps to occur on a football field. Uh, apparently, he, tr he pulled it off in college uh, at Rice University. Boswell did, but, you know, the NFL... It's probably not the right place to experiment. You know, clearly he didn't have the kick down. It was some sort of, like, Lionel Messi, like, gonna kick my right foot behind my left and fool you sort of thing. And he practically tripped over his foot. Clearly had not practiced it enough or else he would have been able to pull it off. It was humiliating. And now the Steelers have lost three straight. Uh, they were down 13 to nothing after the third quarter yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens. They ended up losing 21 to 14, made a bit of a comeback, and obviously that onside kick cost them the game, which was hilarious. Uh, but I don't want to take anything away from Baltimore. You know, their defense is better than we think. We think the days of Baltimore being one of the premier defenses in the league are long gone, but they've slowly built it up again. In fact, right now they're second in yards allowed and eighth in points allowed. The issue with the Baltimore Ravens, though, is their offense looks old. That's my dog, by the way. Their offense looks old. They're 27th in total yards, 27th in total points. Um, it looks like it's just the same guys out there that were out there when they won the Super Bowl three years ago. It's They just look like the same team, just a few years older. It's hard to see Baltimore winning that division, but guess what? They're in first place right now in the AFC North with a 4-4 four and four record. Yes, it's the same record as Pittsburgh. They obviously have the number one slot because uh, they beat them yesterday. Uh, but that leaves us with the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're not going to pick the Steelers to win the AFC North or the Ravens, you're not going to pick the Browns, you have to pick the Bengals. You know, they still got a great offense. I love A.J. Green, strong tight ends. They've pretty much been copycats of the Patriots' offense the last couple of years. If you watch Cincinnati, they run a lot of the same screen plays. They love having two big tight ends out there. They're probably the favorite in the AFC North, even though uh, there's nothing... To show that, it's just Pittsburgh is stumbling. Baltimore, I don't think, has it. Uh, but none of those teams are getting out of the first round, whoever wins the AFC North. You know, Pittsburgh, I don't know what it is with their preparation. Apparently, they didn't practice much at all last week. And they didn't look like a team that practiced much. Uh, they're so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get from them. Their defense is atrocious. Again, they were the Super Bowl favorite for so many experts going into the season. And then Cincinnati, if you know, they're able to get it together. Again, great offense. They had a bye week, a chance to regroup that defense, which was one of the best in the league last year. Cincinnati now, uh, they're not getting out of the first round, knowing them historically. What, hap what happened last year? We thought they finally had a team that was able to get out of the first round. Didn't happen. So unless they get very hot at the end of the season, which they never seem to do, I don't think Cincinnati's going to get out of the first round. But if I had to pick someone to win the AFC North, probably the Bengals. Uh, 
But watch that Baltimore defense, okay? If the Ravens can kind of turn around, maybe. Who knows? But, man, the AFC North has fallen a long ways. Finally, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this wasn't on the agenda. I don't have much for notes, but I don't know what to make of this team. They lost to the Indianapolis Colts yesterday, and it was a poor performance. Aaron Rodgers commented after the game that his team didn't have any fuel in them. Uh, he said they lacked energy while showing no energy. Uh, I, I've put a lot of blame on Aaron Rodgers so far this season, but I, you can't put it all on him. He's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. I, the, his ability to extend plays is incredible, and you know he might hold on to the football a little bit too long. I think he's gotten into a lot of bad habits lately, trusting his offensive line, which isn't very good. But Aaron Rodgers is still great, and I, you can't put the blame on him, and I don't know if you can put it on Mike McCarthy either. Green Bay Packers lost Reggie McKenzie. If you haven't heard of Reggie McKenzie, he's the former director of player personnel and then eventually became director of football operations, uh, reporting to the general manager in Green Bay. Uh, but he left after 2011. And guess which team Reggie McKenzie went to? Now, the Packers were a very consistent team up until 2012-2013, maybe. Uh, and they, they won the Super Bowl in the 2010 season. But Reggie McKenzie left after the 2011 season, and guess where he went? The Oakland Raiders. Now, the Raiders, in 2012... In 2013, they they had a few bad seasons. They had to blow up the team, get rid of a lot of bad contracts, move on from Al Davis, who finally gave up control uh, as general manager. Uh, you know, eventually he passed away. But uh, the Raiders <laughs> were a terrible team. They haven't been to the playoffs since they lost the Super Bowl, and now they're seven and two. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with Reggie McKenzie. He's the reason they have such a great offensive line. He's the reason they drafted Derek Carr. He's the reason their defense is extremely athletic. Maybe not the most disciplined. They had 23 penalties last week. But I think you owe a lot of that to Reggie McKenzie. And what's happened since Reggie McKenzie left Green Bay? They've been a completely different team. Every year, Aaron Rodgers... His offensive line gets a little bit worse. And it finally cracked midway through last season. They had a good playoff game in Washington, but they couldn't make it past the divisional playoff round. And they've stumbled out of the gate this year. So I don't know if you can put all the blame on Rodgers or Mike McCarthy. I don't expect them to fire McCarthy if you know they end up a 500 team and not making the playoffs. But... The Packers have had a lot of draft busts these last few years, and they owe it a lot. They owe their early success, that transition from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers that worked out so well. They owe so much of that to Reggie McKenzie, and part of the reason they're still a great team is because of those parts that were there when Reggie McKenzie was there. So. You're starting to see the smart minds in the NFL and what happens when they move from organization to organization. 
and the Green Bay Packers have a lot to turn around and you know sometimes there's the worst thing in politics and the worst thing in professional sports is ideology and ideology especially in the NFL and in the NBA and, and certainly to an extent in baseball especially older baseball fans ideology kind of masks what's really working behind the scenes and when you have a director of player personnel who's making the right choices drafting players and then it works out the people that get the credit are the general manager the head coach the quarterback it's rarely the offensive line or even the defense Reggie McKenzie is one of the, those smart minds in the NFL that loves the game works 14-hour days I, you know I always talk about 14-hour days he's the reason the Oakland Raiders are successful and he's the reason the Green Bay Packers are falling apart right now now the Packers can turn it around I'm they're in the NFC North which is anyone's ballgame at this point I would say I would say the Lions are the favorite at the moment Vikings are, aren't going to repair that offensive line after losing their two tackles Green Bay too many questions Aaron Rodgers, still great, still might put up 30 points a game, but Green Bay's defense, which we said was so great going into the season, you know, they'll give up 35 points if Rodgers puts up 30. And they made the Indianapolis Colts offense, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts pass, pass rush look incredible. You can't... Did you watch the Colts the week before? Who are the, Let me look this up on my computer real quick. Who are the Colts playing the week before? The, the Packers. Oh, right. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense didn't do anything. They allowed 30 points to Alex Smith, uh, and they were only able to put up 14 against that Kansas City defense. One of the best in the league, by the way. But Indy won 31-26 against Green Bay. Again, not enough for that offense. Not enough fire. Can't blame it all on Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that nobody's talking about. That's it for today. Uh, I'm off tomorrow. Going to huddle down in my fallout shelter. Assuming everything's okay, I'll be back on Wednesday. So let's hope it's all okay. See you then, hopefully.